Hello, Southrons. This is the Y'all Show, Tuesday edition. And it is fantastic that you've taken some time to tune us in here on this all-Southern program. And we are the show that covers Southern news, sports, politics, music, barbecue, and anything else that has to do with this wonderful region. And I'm your host, John Rawl. Good to have you aboard. We'll tell you all the contact information momentarily. Coming up this hour of y'all, we've got uh, all kinds of headlines from across the Southeast. We have a look at what's on y'all.com this week. If you haven't tuned into y'all.com, go there right now. Bookmark it. If you're on Facebook, go to the y'all.com page on Facebook and like it. And we've got just over a week left until the 4th of July. And we have a lineup of all the southern states coming your way this week. And in a few minutes, we'll tell you about some of the great 4th of July events going on in your own backyard if you're in one of the 16 southern states. All that in our y'all.com preview in the next segment. Later this hour, we're going to go to Columbia, South Carolina, where this past weekend, the South Carolina Democratic Convention had its yearly meeting. And just about every candidate running for president on the Democratic side found their way to famously hot Columbia, South Carolina. And it was oh so hot as they had a seven-hour convention of speeches and laughter and music and more. And we kind of culled the lineup of all the speakers. And I, I'm i going to just go ahead and put the big, the, the kind of Mount Rushmore of the Democratic Convention in Columbia up for us today. And so I had to pick four of the Mount Rushmore of South Carolina Democratic Convention speakers. And you're going to hear from those four later this hour. The four that I think are likely one of those four should should win that doesn't mean they're going to win but win the nomination on the democratic side at least win south carolina so we'll have that later this hour in our political report of the southeast the weekly time that we kind of get together and talk all things politics that's later here in hour one and then when we go to hour two we've got the latest from omaha the vanderbilt commodores boy they looked just outclassed on monday night The Michigan Wolverines, who have not lost a single game in the postseason, the Big Ten's Wolverines chomp down on the doors, and now we go to a Game 2 tonight. And if Michigan wins, they're the national champs. And if Kumar Rocker, the pitcher for Vandy, gets another perfect game. Well, he didn't get a perfect game. He got a shutout. Uh, He got a no-hitter. I need to get my baseball terms down here. He got a no-hitter against Duke in the Super Regional. If he can pull that same magic in Omaha tonight, Vanderbilt lives to play another day, and they'll have a deciding Game 3 on Wednesday evening in Omaha. But we've got the latest on all things college baseball. Also, we'll take a look at some other college sports news. NASCAR news, where will the boys that go fast and turn left be racing this weekend? We'll let you know the latest on that and some other professional news in our sports land yet, where we grab a grab bag of all kinds of goodies that comes your way at the start of the second hour. And then you talk about goodies. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, will be dropping by with his weekly report of all things grilling. And frankly, I've got a, I got a bone to pick with Matt. And I do mean bone. I mean, I'm talking about a rib bone <laughs> because well, let's just say I found myself in Tuscaloosa, Alabama over the weekend which is the home of one of the most famous barbecue rib places in America, Dreamland Ribs. And you can't go through Tuscaloosa and not get a rib from from, from the the good folks there at Dreamland and get the ribs there. And that's what I did, except I was in a hurry. And so we'll have fun talking with the barrister about how I was able to 
accomplished a couple things there. Got the ribs and got out of Tuscaloosa as fast as I could. And let's just say it was a messy situation. And we'll have some fun with the barrister when we get to that point in our second hour. Plus, there is a brand new book written by a Georgia author, Jim Alkmuti. He's got a book called Smoke Lore. And Jim, for a long time, was an Atlanta Journal-Constitution writer. And he comes from good barbecue grilling stock. It's a tradition in the Alkmuti family. And again, his new book is called Smoke Lore. And it kind of covers the history of barbecuing. But specifically, we'll talk to the barrister about Jim's book and how Georgia barbecue is just as important as all these other states. We were bragging on South Carolina barbecue last week when we were in the Palmetto State. Here I am today talking about the the ribs that I had in Tuscaloosa over the weekend, and I had some good barbecue in Mississippi this past weekend, too. You know, I've got a tough gig, I must confess. I get to go all over the southeast and see the beautiful sights, eat the great food, meet the beautiful people of the south, and beautiful in so many ways, and and I get to kind of relay it right here to all y'all what a pretty cool gig we've got here on the y'all show and what's even more cool is when you get a chance to listen to me and we kind of share together this is the show all about the south this is y'all and we appreciate y'all tuning us in here on this tuesday now want to remind you coming up on wednesdays y'all we'll have our acc spotlight what's going on in the atlantic coast conference jonathan lifeite of cbs sports digital will be dropping by with the latest there we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming up and precious harris will have this week's installment of the nashville music line what's going on in music city usa where are all the country stars going this summer precious will be on to answer those very questions hey and we have a special guest coming our way on thursday as we have a brand new author a youngster from thomasville georgia alan cheney he's penned a new book called crescendo and it's actually a very personal story for alan as it's kind of a love story between alan's grandparents his grandfather is fred allen who was a piano prodigy and gave up the bright lights and big city of Hollywood, New York City, to go back to South Georgia and kind of teach music and the arts to South Georgians. And he's done that for a long time. We're lucky that Fred Allen is in his 80s now, I think, and still has an impact on not only his family, but all the community of Thomasville, Georgia, a lovely place right on the Georgia border right on the georgia florida border not florida georgia line the georgia florida line <laughs> and and so we'll have a great conversation about alan who's a guy that now lives out in hollywood but his roots are right there in thomasville georgia and he has this book out his first book called crescendo and alan when he's not writing books he's actually working on film and television shows he's a producer executive producer he's got something cool that we'll tell you about on thursday that's going on with queen latifah so that'll be our guest, Alan Cheney, in our Buy the Book feature on Thursdays, where we take a quick look at all things books. We'll have our SEC spotlight on Thursday, and by that time, we'll know who won the national championship of college baseball. Will the SEC's Vanderbilt Commodores come roaring back tonight? Will they come roaring back on Wednesday and capture their second national championship in college baseball? We'll let you know that come Thursday in our SEC report. Now, how do you get in touch with us here? Very easy. Our number is 803-816-1170. That is a number you can call anytime you want, 24-7. And again, it's 803-816-1170. Text or call the line with a question or comment about the Y'all Show. 
We would love to hear from you. Our website is y'all.com, and we're on a couple of different apps. If you have a smartphone or you have an iPad, we are on the TuneIn Radio app, the iHeartRadio app, and Apple iTunes podcast apps. All you have to do is search for the Y'all Show in any of those apps, and you'll see our logo. Just click on it, and then you can hit the subscribe button, and it's free of charge each and every day for you to get our show. Of course, we appreciate all of our great radio stations that carry us each and every day across Dixie as we continue to provide a show that's fun, informative, and, of course, all Southern. Well, some parts of the South have already eclipsed the 100-degree mark thus far, but a few places in the South still haven't even got to the mid-90s. They're still in the low 90s in some Southern states, although rather rare right now. But we're assured that every single part of the South is going to get close to 100 degrees some point soon, if not there already. And because of that, we've got to be careful of heat exposure and how the heat can certainly kill youngsters and elderly alike, as well as anybody else, if you aren't careful. And unfortunately, this story here comes from the border, but I'll share with you some other information, especially if you have youngsters and you are driving cars these days, you need to be aware. But officials in Texas say that three children have died of heat exposure in the Lone Star State. Two babies, a toddler, and a woman were found dead near the U.S.-Mexican border, overcome by the sweltering heat and a glimpse of what could lie ahead this summer as record numbers of migrant families try to get into the country. Authorities believe the four may have been dead for days before the bodies were discovered in the Rio Grande Valley on Sunday. A law enforcement official close to the investigation told the AP the four were overcome by the heat after fording the river. The official was not authorized to discuss the matter publicly and spoke on condition of anonymity. Again, this is on the border. We expect, of course, that area of the South is going to be ripping, roaring hot in June pushing into july especially for those immigrant families who've come a long way don't have water don't have probably the right clothing on got youngsters with them and it's a recipe for disaster that's why hopefully mexico is going to step up do their part to control the immigration to our country's border with mexico and we won't see a tragic ending like we've seen here with these souls being lost to heat exposure now as i told you over this past weekend i was traveling And when I went from Georgia into Alabama, to Alabama's credit, and unfortunately I was paying too much attention to the road and not what was above the road, but Alabama's highway department has done a great job of promoting when you cross into Alabama that you need to be careful with the cars these days. It's summertime, and it's so easy for a youngster especially to be left alone in a car just for a moment, and it causes major problems. So Alabama, good job. I haven't seen other states do that. And as I told you, I've been in a bunch of states here lately. So Alabama gets a big thumbs up in their effort to promote the national safety of kids in hot cars. Now, from the National Safety Council, I have some information about pediatric vehicular heat stroke. Kids in hot cars. There's no excuse for any child to ever die in a car. But unfortunately, in America, 37 children die each year as a result of PVH, pediatric vehicular heat stroke. 42 children died in 2017, and all of these deaths could have been prevented. So as we take a turn here on y'all today to a little bit more of a public service, please, if you have a youngster, please do everything you can to get them out of that car 
and you should never leave a car and not have your child with you. If some crazy thing happens and you've got to walk out for just a second and you can't take them, even though you should at least leave the car running and the air conditioner. I think some of these deaths that I'm telling you about have been innocent mistakes where parents totally forget. Remember that case of the Alabama couple who lived in Georgia and the guy supposedly left his own child in the car and it was during a lunch break or something like that. A sketchy deal. I forgot what the whole result of that was. He claimed innocence. I don't know what really happened there or not, but it is so easy, especially with you when you have very young children to almost, and I've been a parent of a young child. I don't think I ever forgot, but I could see where in today's world of cell phones going off and other responsibilities that you, you've got a sleeping kid in the back. You just, you just might forget. And, and that's, if that's an honest mistake, it's an honest mistake, but please, the National Safety Council is calling for the following actions for parents and caregivers, okay? Never leave a child unattended in a vehicle, even for one minute. Educate everyone who cares for your child about vehicle heating dynamics. Make look before you lock a routine, and it's now coming back to me. That, that, was, the, that was the phrase above the highway on I-20 when I crossed in from Georgia to Alabama. Alabama's public safety folks put that logo of look before you lock up on the highway as a reminder. And I think every state should probably copy Alabama on that cute logo, but it caught my attention. I just forgot exactly what it said, but it was look before you lock, look back and make sure you don't have a kid in the car before you lock it up and walk away in this summertime heat. Okay. You can place a reminder in your vehicle to check the back seat at your destination. Also, reduce risk by sticking to a routine and avoiding distractions. Also, schedule a call as a reminder to ensure your child arrives at their destination, especially if your routine changes. Ask your child care provider to call you if your child does not arrive as expected. Ensure children do not have access to keys or key fobs. That's an important thing. Teach children vehicles are not play areas. That is certainly the case. Every kid thinks they want to be a driver when they're like two and three years old to get up behind the steering wheel. Not a good thing. That's the case in June. That's the case in November when it's cold. Keep away from the from the up front part of the car, please. And immediately check vehicles if a child is missing. So that the kind of news you need to know. Again, the the slogan look before you lock that's an important thing for parents grandparents anybody that's going to be around kids in a vehicle let's all remember that go get the tattoo right now look before you lock but all this coming from the national safety council as we try to do everything we can to prevent any innocent children from dying and here's an example okay let's say it's not even all that hot this week perhaps where you live on an 80 degree day in just 10 minutes, if the outside temperature is 80, do you know what the temp inside a car for 10 minutes is? After 10 minutes at 80 degrees outside, inside a car with the windows up, it gets to be 99 degrees. That's 19 degrees hotter in just 10 minutes, okay? In 20 minutes on an 80-degree day, if the outside temperature still is at 80 degrees, that temperature inside the car 109 degrees 
uh, that's hard to believe, hard to fathom. But yes, that is exactly the kind of unfortunate cause of death that we see in kids or anyone if left in a hot car. It's called pediatric vehicular heat stroke. And there you have it, the information from the National Safety Council. Please, it's now summertime. Let's be safe out there, everybody. Let's take care of our little kids and, and pets, too. I know we have a big awareness now of pets, leaving pets in cars in the summertime. we got to keep all y'all safe, and that includes pets, all right? The body of a missing Mississippi school teacher has been found just across the Mississippi River in Louisiana, and now two suspects have been arrested. As Concordia Parish, Louisiana authorities have identified the victim as Natchez area Fred McCray Jr. He had completed his first year teaching at Morgantown Middle School in Natchez, Mississippi, and he was actually named the 2018-2019 Teacher of the Year for the Natchez Adams County School District in Mississippi. Again, he was killed. He was murdered, it appears. Investigators have said that McCray gave a ride to two people on Sunday and was shot in the head and his body was hidden under plywood and garbage at an old food plant in Faraday, Louisiana. Now, that's just across the river from Natchez. But this school teacher from Morgantown Middle School, Natchez, Mississippi, gunned down in an apparent murder, Fred McCray Jr., dead in Mississippi, a teacher murdered, two arrested now. Now to South Carolina and an unfortunate situation as an alligator may have been the culprit as a South Carolina man has been found in a pond with what looks to be bite marks on his body. This happened at Kiowa Island. That's south of Charleston, a very exclusive resort area of the South Carolina low country. Don't have the name of the deceased, but according to the Charleston County Sheriff's Office, a police helicopter discovered the body in a large pond on Kiowa Island while conducting a search for a man who'd been reported missing hours earlier. And a statement put out by the department said that the deceased individual had bite marks and wounds consistent in appearance with an alligator encounter. And this body now recovered, but unfortunately looks like an alligator attack on Kiowa Island, which I think is the second consecutive year we've seen an alligator cause the death of a person in South Carolina. I know there was a death around Hilton Head Island, a couple of months back, back, I guess, in the fall of last year, when a New York kindergarten teacher was walking her pet border collie near a lagoon and an alligator came out of the water and dragged her under. That happened in 2018. But again, it looks like don't have the absolute proof at this point, but another alligator death caused by alligator in South Carolina's low country. And prayers to that family there for such a a tragic loss. More tragedy here. This comes to us from the Gulf Coast. And this is where we've seen a couple of drownings happen along the coast of Florida and Alabama. And most recently, a swimmer was pulled from the water at Orange Beach in Alabama. That follows drownings in nearby Panama City and Destin. The incident occurred near Perdido Pass on Monday as lifeguards were able to find a distressed swimmer and pull him out of the water where CPR was administered at possible drowning in that case. I don't know if, if the swimmer was able to survive that or not. But two West Virginia men died in separate drowning incidents at Panama City Beach on Sunday. PCB Beach and Beach Fire and Rescue were called to the scene of a distressed swimmer at the beach around 2 p.m. According to mypanhandle.com, the swimmer identified as 59-year-old Jeffrey Sims of West Virginia was pulled from the water but died at a nearby hospital. The second incident occurred behind Long Beach Resort 
when a 41-year-old from West Virginia named Jesse Spaulding was swimming when he was apparently caught up in a rip current. He was pulled ashore but later died at an area hospital. A drowning was also reported in Destin from earlier in the weekend as an Udawa, Tennessee man was uh, he drowned in the Gulf of Mexico at Henderson Beach State Park early Saturday. So dangerous rip currents along the Emerald Coast of Florida into Alabama and to the man that was apparently on the border of life and death. We, we wish the best there along Orange Beach, but very careful out there if you're in the areas. There's a high risk of rip currents currently along the Emerald Coast. If you're beachbound there and, frankly, anywhere in the south, rip currents can be really nasty stuff. Please, please use caution. A historical marker has commemorated a reported alien abduction in the Pascagoula, Mississippi area. And news outlets are reporting that Pascagoula has dedicated the marker at Lighthouse Park. And that follows where it appears two men in South Mississippi said they were abducted by aliens back in 1973. Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker said they were on the shores of the Pascagoula River when what appeared to be aliens pulled them on board a UFO, examined them for about 30 minutes, and then returned them to Earth. Both reported the event to the Sheriff's Department and were checked out at a hospital after it happened in October of 1973. The story has become known worldwide. And now there's a marker to kind of remember the occasion. Parker published a book about his experience in 2018. Hickson died in 2011. Both said many people doubted their story. A few witnesses have come forward to corroborate some details. So did a alien abduction happen in Pascagoula? I know about a church there that had a squirrel run through it. Ray Stevens sang about it once. But aliens coming to Pascagoula? Oh, gosh. What's going on in Jackson County, Mississippi? But, uh, yeah, that's uh, quite a story here on a a Tuesday. And I'll have to go see that historical marker. How about this great story coming from the University of Tennessee, Martin, in West Tennessee, as Bill and Roseanne Nunley have announced – that during a board meeting of the University of Tennessee on Friday, that they're donating $22 million to provide scholarships at UTM, marking the largest gift in the campus's history. The donation will occur when the Nunleys are deceased, although four Hickman County students will begin receiving scholarships this fall. Dixon, Giles, Lawrence, Lewis, Murray, and Humphreys County students could qualify for future scholarships. More than 90 scholarships could be awarded annually. Now, most of those counties, if not all I just mentioned, are actually in Middle Tennessee, not West Tennessee, where UTM is located. Bill Nunley was raised on a farm in the Hickman County community, bearing his family's name. How about that? Hickman is kind of in Middle Tennessee, near Williamson County. The semi-retired entrepreneur earned an undergraduate degree at UT Martin in 1970 and a Master of Education from Boston University. He served as an Army Second Lieutenant. But congratulations to the Nunleys and their great gift to the University of Tennessee, Martin in Martin, Tennessee. And with that, I can just tell you, go Skyhawks. And hello to everybody listening in Skyhawk country on our affiliate in West Tennessee, WTJS FM 93.1, booming out our show across West Tennessee and throughout Skyhawk country. Well, hey, if you're not living in Skyhawk country, perhaps you want to pick up and move here in a couple of days to Maryland, because if you get there before next Friday, 
you're going to have a extra holiday added if you're a state employee that is as the governor of maryland larry hogan is giving state employees of maryland a longer holiday for the fourth of july he announced on monday that state employees will have a holiday on july 5th which is the friday after the thursday fourth of july he says he's granting state employees an additional day to gather with their families and enjoy celebrations taking place throughout maryland the governor says he hopes the long holiday will encourage marylanders to spend more time together and celebrate i think they're going to be celebrating and they're going to say we love larry hogan who's a republican by the way in a very democratic state of our commonwealth whatever the heck they are in maryland and hey i guess he's trying to kiss up remember he's a guy that's been reported to possibly run as a republican against donald trump in 2020 maybe he's trying to sew up some votes there in the state of maryland now here's a guy who's trying to get a few votes his way in oklahoma city or at least the whole government there might be getting a few votes their way because of this decision drivers who owe fines and fees in oklahoma city the capital city of the state of oklahoma those drivers who owe fines and fees for traffic violations will be able to settle for pennies on the dollar under an amnesty program approved by the oklahoma city council beginning july 1st okc drivers whose citations were issued at least two years ago will have until march 31st to resolve them people who can't pay their fines and fees could have their costs waived now that is quite a gift christmas come early in the capital city of the sooner state now how about this story if you have a few dollars extra left in oklahoma because you settled for pennies on the dollar on your fines you can go to crystal and how about this crystal hamburgers is now serving all you can eat burgers and fries yeah throughout most of the south you better check your individual location if you're near a crystal restaurant but locations are offering all you can be all you can eat hamburgers and fries 5.99 and according to the president and ceo paul macaluso crystal was born during the great depression when people needed a fresh and filling meal at a price they could afford we're honoring crystal's heritage and generations of value conscious customers who count on us to deliver on that original brand promise and just some history about crystal it was founded in chattanooga tennessee in 1932 the company now has over 340 restaurants in 10 states what a great job there crystal and 5.99 all you can eat hamburgers and fries head on out there's no excuse to go to not go to crystal now there's no excuse for cam newton to be flying in coach or whatever he was flying in as the carolina panthers quarterback was recently captured on video on an airplane and he he wanted to, to actually get a little bit more legroom. So what did the quarterback QB1 do? He offered a man $1,500 cash for extra legroom on a 10-hour flight. And guess what? The man told him no. He denied Cam Newton's $1,500 cold cash. And Eli Edwards posted a video to Twitter showing Newton asking this fellow passenger if they could switch seats. And many people have wondered why Newton was riding a coach when he's making about $20 million a year. I still don't know where he was flying, but man, he better get a different travel agent or just be like me and don't fly. I guess maybe he was going overseas. Not sure where Cam Newton is going. He's had shoulder problems and all kinds of other problems. And I feel sorry for the guy. No wonder he wanted to pay a little bit more and get a little bit more legroom. I can tell you as a fellow tall American, a tall y'all, 
it's tough flying on airplanes and in cars even that don't have proper leg room rough 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 and finally here as we wrap up on a tuesday how about this great story coming to us from hot springs village in arkansas as a guy who has penned a few books but he's he's quite a, a marvel on the golf course he's a golfer and an author chuck miller he's 81 years young and at hot spring villages cortez course over the last couple of days he made in one round of golf he made two holes in one at the cortez course and he made his first ace on the 135 yard par 3 12th hole with his six iron and on five holes later at the 17th he made a second hole in one on the 138 yard par 3 17th again with that magical six iron now now that is quite a feat for this guy who plays golf all over the world he now has three aces in his life as his first hole-in-one came way back in 1974. They come 45 years apart, the first ace and now his aces, aces two and three for this great golfer and author Chuck Miller, who is a resident of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Congratulations. Makes you want to go out and hit a few balls out there right now, even if it is pushing 100 in most of the southeast. And that is a quick look at what's going on in Dixie today. When we come back on y'all, a quick look at what's on y'all.com this week. And before we get out of here this hour, we'll let you know about what happened in Columbia, South Carolina this past weekend. They had the South Carolina Democratic Convention. We'll hear from a few of the candidates that were speaking there. That's ahead on y'all. The Y'all Show, as we have each and every day on this program, lots of great and fun entertainment. And we're part of y'all.com, and we have to ask you a favor. Please go to our website, bookmark it. We have so much great information coming your way at y'all.com. And, of course, on Facebook, we're y'all.com there. Please go there, and all of our stories are linked together, and it just does all the work for you. It's kind of like a robot. It's real easy to keep up with the South if you go to y'all.com or go to us on our Facebook page at y'all.com. And if you go there right now, hey, we're just, what, nine days away now from the 4th of July. And so in the spirit of our nation's birthday, I know we have 16 states of the South that we feature here on Y'all. And so if you can't make it to the nation's capital, which I understand they're going to have a blowout like they've never seen there this year. President Trump has made an effort to have a big time party in Washington on the 4th of July this year. So go there if you can. But if you can't make it to Washington for the nation's birthday, we have on y'all.com over the next few days best fireworks available in your individual states so go there today and you can see what we've already put up for the lone star state of texas and the sunshine state of florida wonderful opportunities for you to maybe find a place near you if you're either in texas or florida so easy for you to keep up with all the fireworks all the festivities And I know that it's tough for some of you to get away from work, especially when the 4th of July falls this year, as it does on a Thursday, okay? But that is where you need to go, y'all.com, to see just an example of those two states. Now, we also, if you go there today, you'll see great fireworks 
opportunities in the states of Tennessee, Kentucky, and Alabama. And, of course, Nashville has really made a big push here in the last few years to have a huge fireworks display right above the Cumberland River in downtown Nashville, right across from Nissan Stadium. That's a great deal. Memphis also goes overboard to do a big display there. I don't know about what Kentucky has, but hey, that's why you need to go to y'all.com and see what's there. Alabama has great things around the Birmingham area for you. All that there. Now, coming up on Wednesday, if you go to y'all.com, you can see great opportunities available in the states of Mississippi, Arkansas, and Louisiana. On Thursday, it's the Carolinas, north and south. I don't think there's an east and west, but they'll have all the great firework opportunities there. And also, Georgia is on Thursday, which is the one week from 4th of July fun right there on Thursday. Now, I have a sneak peek, thanks to the writer of these articles at y'all.com, Clark Sheldon. He's already kind of given me some pointers on what's going on in the Peach State for the 4th of July and fireworks, okay? So he's got about 10 of these things. I'll give you the maybe three or four of these in case you want to make plans now to get to Georgia for the 4th of July. First of all, it's the Coca-Cola July 4th Festival at Six Flags over Georgia. That's July 3rd through 6th. Hey, if you're going to be at the beach in Georgia, Tybee Island has the July 4th celebration. That is a fun thing to go and take part in as it's the busiest day of the year at Tybee Island, Georgia, the 4th of July. Also in Dublin, Georgia, kind of in the middle part of the state, not far from Macon, it's the July 4th Blast and Fireworks. They'll have a wing-eating contest and many, many fireworks at the Dublin Water Park. That's in Dublin, Georgia. And now into the north part of the state, Pine Mountain, you got the 4th of July Star Spangled Beach Party there, sandcastle contest, fireworks, beach activities, a fun thing. Of course, probably the biggest event in Georgia is the Centennial Olympic Park 4th of July celebration in downtown Atlanta. That's just one state. I mean, I just listed five things, and there's even more coming up on the website later this week for Georgia alone. So that's Georgia. What about the rest of the week? You've got coming up on Friday, Oklahoma and Missouri fireworks fun. On Monday, Virginia, West Virginia and Maryland. And on Tuesday, Clark's going to kind of recap it all Tuesday of next week. So all the fun of fireworks at y'all.com. Who knew fireworks could be that rip-roaring excitement yeah we knew that and you you know that what's your favorite firework especially at the fourth of july does the fourth of july fireworks kind of differ from the new year's fireworks i think so i don't really want to go out shooting roman candles at the fourth of july but boy there's something about shooting a roman candle around when it's cold outside and i guess i'll never get over the fact my first cousin once shot one right at my arm and i was wearing a members only jacket and my arm caught fire i still have flashbacks to that sometimes but it it ended up being a a really sentimental fun story for me to to look back on what my grandmother did to to remedy the problem but yes we want you to enjoy the fourth of july go to y'all.com and these fireworks the the frenzy of fireworks that you can find there is just one of many many great things on the pages of y'all.com right now go by check it out tell them we sent you that is a look at what's at y'all.com and y'all.com on facebook And we encourage you, again, to bookmark it and like it on 
Facebook. When we come back on y'all, we'll conclude this first hour of today's show with a look at the political climate of the South. And they had a big weekend in Columbia, South Carolina this past weekend as the South Carolina Democratic Convention was held. And just about every person running on the Democratic side for president made their way to the capital city of the Palmetto State. And we've got audio of what I call the big four that were there. And we'll let you hear that when the Y'all Show rolls on. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards, starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 3232. Hiya, fellas. What's new? Not much. Not much? Well, hello, Edith. What's new with you? I've got a new dance I'd like to show it to you. If you've got rhythm to burn, here's the dance. It's easy to learn. If you don't, then your name is Mud. If you don't, you're a social dust. Cause everybody's learning how to do the Big Apple. The Big Apple. And it isn't very hard to do the Big Apple. The Big Apple. Ten can do it just as well as two, the Big Apple. The Big Apple. Everybody's learning how to do that brand new apple dance. They say. Now that song there, kind of appropriate as we talk about the Big Apple of the South. That would be Columbia, South Carolina, where supposedly the Big Apple dance was born. We were just in Columbia for a couple days last week. And, of course, it's a major city in the south is that we cover here on Y'all. And so we cover South Carolina big time. We cover every southern state big time, big and small cities alike. Well, if you happen to be in Columbia this past weekend, maybe you had the aroma of fish in the air because over 4,400 pounds of catfish and 6,400 slices of bread were served up as Congressman Jim Clyburn who has been a mainstay in Democratic politics, not only in South Carolina, but, of course, in Washington, D.C. He had his annual fish fry, or at least his fish fry that goes on when it's a presidential campaign. Again, 4,400 pounds of fish. I guess it was catfish. I don't know what kind of fish it was, but in the South, it better have been catfish or brim or good crappie. Whatever Jim might have gone down to Santee or Cooper, Lake Marion or Moultrie and got him, maybe even over to Lake Murray, close closer to Columbia, and gathered up a bunch of fish for the Clyburn fish fry. Well, that was that preceded the next day where they had just about every Democratic candidate running for president stop by Columbia at the South Carolina Democratic Convention. They had this in downtown Columbia over the weekend. And in fact, I think it was over seven hours on Saturday the Democratic Convention went on, and we went through and gathered the audio for that whole afternoon, morning, afternoon, evening. And we're going to now hear from what I call the big four. These are the four, in my opinion, are the leaders, the most likely to be the nominee for the Democratic Party in 2020. And we'll start it off with the candidate that actually probably had more face time than anybody. I've counted up all the time that these speakers had, and Kamala Harris had over 10 minutes at the podium where someone like Elizabeth Warren had half of that time, and then Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden had 
roughly seven minutes of FaceTime in Columbia at the Democratic Convention. So, hey, Kamala got got a lot of love. In fact, some funny stuff about her appearance in Columbia. She actually showed up at the convention with a South Carolina Democratic Convention welcome that I've never seen before as a drum line from a local Columbia high school beat the drum for her as she came down the elevator into the convention. So that quite a surprise for her. In fact, that's not the only weird, wild, kind of cool thing that happened at the convention. I'll tell you about what happened with Elizabeth Warren on the way to the convention in a second when it's her time. But let's hear a little bit of the California Senator Kamala Harris as she's running for president, what she had to say in Columbia at the Democratic Party convention. And, you know, I was raised in a family of civil rights fighters. I was raised in a community where we were taught, don't you hear no when they say it? Know where we are and know and see the vision and be deep of faith in knowing that you can see what maybe others can't see, but you can help them get there. You can help them get there, but it will take a lot of work. It will take a lot of work. So I stand before you as a candidate for President of the United States, prepared to do the work of helping our nation see what can be unburdened by what has been and see the vision of the future, respecting our past. I know that we have in this White House a president who says he wants to make America great again. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean he wants to take us back to before schools were integrated? Does that mean he wants to take us back before the Voting Rights Act was enacted? Does that mean he wants to take us back before the Civil Rights Act was enacted? Does he mean he wants to take us back before Roe v. Wade was enacted? Because we're not going back. We're not going back. Kamala Harris, the U.S. Senator from the state of California at the South Carolina Democratic Convention in Columbia, this past weekend and of course all the major candidates in the palmetto state we'll switch over from kamala harris now to a guy running for president bernie sanders of course the runner-up on the democratic side in 2016 and bernie brought the crowd to its feet in columbia this past weekend as he normally does and let's go in and hear from the vermont independent as he spoke to the crowd there in the capital city of south carolina Let me say a few words about how we defeat Donald Trump, the most dangerous president in American history. We defeat Trump by running a campaign of energy and enthusiasm that substantially grows voter turnout, that gets young people, minorities, and working people involved in the political process in a way we have never seen. And that means not only do we attack the obscene levels of income and wealth inequality in America, in which three people own more wealth than the bottom half of America, but we also take on the grotesque level of racial disparities in America. We recently celebrated Juneteenth. But 154 years after that day, we see a racial gap that leaves the average black family with 10 times less wealth than the average white family. We see the infant mortality rate in black communities more than double for white communities. We see young people, African Americans, graduating college $7,000 more in debt than white graduates. 
we see black women making 61% of what white men make. And you know what? We are going to end that absurdity. Bernie, 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 the senator from Vermont, as he spoke at the Democratic Convention of South Carolina this past weekend. Well, his neighbor there in New England is running, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. And I told you a moment ago that she kind of had her own unique entry into the Democratic Convention this past weekend in South Carolina. She actually made a phone call before going into the convention to a lady that celebrates the same day and same year as her own birth. In fact, this past weekend, it was Elizabeth Warren's 70th birthday as she was born in 1949. And she shares not only the same day, but the same year's birth as, I guess, one of her constituents. And that would be Oscar-winning actress Meryl Streep. And Elizabeth Warren called her up on the phone and kind of captured it on social media and you can listen to the conversation as she celebrated her birthday over the phone with her birthday twin meryl streep pretty neat stuff there for elizabeth warren well she spoke in columbia let's go hear the senator from massachusetts talk to the crowd in columbia i believe that when we get in the big fights for the big ideas. That's when it is that we draw in Democrats and Republicans. That's when it is that we make it worthwhile for people to get in the fight. That's why we're here, to build a future, not just for those who are born into privilege, but to build a future for everyone. And that's what my campaign is all about. I've had more than 100 town halls. I've been to 20 states and Puerto Rico. I've done over 30,000 selfies. (laughs) But it hasn't been about spending my time with millionaires. It hasn't been about going behind closed doors. It's been about getting out and building a grassroots movement. Because come November 2020, we want to build Donald Trump. We need to build that grassroots movement starting right now. Elizabeth Warren at the South Carolina Democratic Convention from this past weekend. And finally, what's considered to be the front runner in the race for the Democratic nominee for president is Joe Biden, the former senator, the former vice president of the U.S. He spoke to a crowd that, of course, had plenty of people not so happy with him these days, but he's still considered to be the front runner even in South Carolina right now. And let's hear what Vice President Biden told the crowd there in Columbia, of which he knew a lot of the faces. This is a guy that's been in politics a long, long time and has been coming to South Carolina for a long, long time. And it's time we start to reward work over wealth. We need big and bold ideas. And folks, on day one, On day one, I will move to eliminate Trump's tax cuts as well for the super wealthy and literally cut by close to 400 to 500 billion dollars the tax loopholes built in that have no social redeeming value and put that money to good use. Health care. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to save and build upon the Affordable Care Act, not set it a, a jettison it. 20 million people are covered that weren't before. Over 130 million people with pre-existing conditions. And I'm proud. I was proud every day to serve with Barack, but let me tell you, never prouder in the day that he got done what no other president was able to do. And folks, we have to finish the job. 
Joe Biden at the South Carolina Democratic Convention held this past weekend in the capital city of Columbia. And more of the candidates, you can find their audio, but we just kind of picked out the four that I consider to be the leaders at this point, the more likely candidates that are going to be emerging as the nominee for the Democratic Party in the presidential race of 2020. And I'm sure Donald Trump listened to all of these and probably got a few laughs along the way. And that is our Southern Political Report here for the week. And we appreciate you tuning in for that and more. When we come back in hour two, we'll have Sports Land Yap to start it off. The latest from the College World Series. Vanderbilt took it on the chin on Monday night. We'll give you the update on the World Series. Plus, what else is going on in sports from NASCAR to the world of football? That's ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings. Now, for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, for a limited time, you can pick up an iPad on us when you lease a new iPhone. It's an unrivaled pair. Get both and save big when you switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more. That's June 28th, 29th, and 30th at Sprint. Less required phone trading credit provided after online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC, iPad 6, Gen 32 gigabytes, $0 per month after 1917 monthly credit for 24 months. Credit apply within two bills. Requires new line on qualifying plan. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Tax due at sale. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards, starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 3232. Another hour of The Y'all Show has arrived. I'm John. Good to have you back here as we continue to discuss all things Southern. This is our sports lanyap on a Tuesday. And I want to remind you in just a few minutes, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, is dropping by with his delicious report on the grill and a few other things in life. You know, kind of get life advice from the old boy. As the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, that's coming up in the next segment, and we'll kind of wrap up the rest of the show today. But right now on Sports Land, yeah, hey, let's go to Omaha and the Vanderbilt Commodores representing the South, representing the Southeastern Conference, representing the Volunteer State, and every other place outside of the Northeast, I guess, would be what they represent. They got, they, they took it on the chin to Michigan. Michigan just throttled Vanderbilt in game one of the World Series finals of college baseball. The Wolverines prevailed seven to four and Vanderbilt scratched the run across in the ninth. It was a seven, three game. Really. It was already decided 
when VU got that. But yeah, Vanderbilt, this is a very good team. Michigan was one of the last four teams to even make it into the college baseball playoffs. And here they are, one game away from winning the national championship. What an incredible feat for Michigan, for the Big Ten, and a, a, a true testament of how sports is full of surprises. Michigan has not won a championship in baseball since 1962. They haven't but been to the College World Series since that time, I don't think, or at least played for the championship. The Big Ten has been irrelevant in baseball for the most part. And here we are about to see a Big Ten team in Michigan win it all. We saw Oregon State out of the Pac-12 win it last year. Arkansas absolutely had it won and choked. But this year, Michigan is looking oh so good. Their pitcher went nine and a third or eight and a third innings. He was only two outs away from having a complete game. His second complete game of the World Series. The Wolverines are darn good, and they are on a roll. And tonight, Vanderbilt will counter the Michigan luck and success and skill with their own lucky charm. Kumar Rocker will be taking the mound for the West End Vandy Boys. And here's a guy, the last time that I'm aware of that he pitched, he threw a no-hitter against the Duke Blue Devils in a Super Regional, a game that Vanderbilt had to win, and he got that win in the second game of their Super Regional, Vanderbilt was able to come back and win game three. So Vandy fans are saying, hey, we've already been in this position. We were successful against Duke. What's Michigan got that we can't overcome? Well, we will find out as the game tonight is a 7 p.m. Eastern start, 6 p.m. Central and Nash Vegas time start. And if Vanderbilt somehow is successful tonight, they move on and there will be a deciding game three on Wednesday at the same time first pitch start of 7 Eastern, 6 Central. It's Michigan and the Vanderbilt Commodores in College World Series, the finals of the CWS from Omaha, Nebraska. Now, we mentioned this a little bit on Monday's show about the Yukon Huskies on the verge of moving to the Big East Conference. Well, it appears that move is going to happen. Now, one reason I say it's going to happen, on Monday, the Big East presidents approved Yukon's invitation to join the conference. The only question is what will happen with the UConn football program because the Big East does not sponsor football. And so if that indeed happens, and all this will be decided before the 4th of July, it appears, UConn's Board of Trustees plan to vote and approve the move on Wednesday, according to a source at CBS Sports. So UConn secedes from the American Athletic Conference, which they find themselves in now. That creates a gap. That creates a vacuum in that conference. What does the AAC do? This is a a conference that's got teams like UCF, Tulane's in there, SMU, Tulsa. You have the Memphis Tigers and more, East Carolina. Will the AAC be looking to get another team? Will they be okay keeping UConn for football as an AAC member only for football? All this creates this new round of alignment, perhaps. Now, some teams out there, uh, I saw the stories popping up on Monday, especially from a couple of teams in North Carolina, both Appalachian State out of the Sun Belt and the Charlotte 49ers out of the CUSA Commerce. They're jockeying for position there. Ooh, we want to get in the AAC, which actually gives out a lot more money. I think it's $8 million 
the AAC paid its members because they got better TV deals and better teams uh, compared to what the Sunbelt and the CUSA paid out, which was a, a joke. I think it was like 300000 somewhere in that ballpark for each member. Compare that to what the SEC and AC get, ACC get, which is like $45 million a year. Quite a difference. Quite a difference. You know these teams are losing big-time money in the Sun Belt and CUSA. So if UNC, Charlotte, and App State, relative newcomers to Division One FBS football, are thinking they can jump up a big notch to the AAC, what about the Southern Misses of the world? I don't think any team out there in sports has been jilted more than the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. This was a team that 20 years ago, Going back 30 years ago in basketball, they were part of the Metro Conference, which had Louisville, Florida State, South Carolina. Those are teams that have all moved on to Power Five conferences, and I'm sure there were more. And the next tier of teams from the Metro Conference had teams like Memphis and Cincinnati, Tulane. Let's see, Virginia Tech was in that conference. They moved on to a Power Five conference. And so Southern Miss... They're not on the tier of the the also-rans from the Metro Conference. They're on a whole other tier. They went backwards in division alignment. They got stuck with teams that 25 years ago weren't even either playing football at all or they were in the FCS, teams like MTSU, Western Kentucky, UAB, which didn't have a program 25 years ago. And let's see here. The South Florida Bulls, now they're, they're now in the AAC. See, they, Southern Miss has, maybe for their own reasoning, they are responsible. I think a big problem with Southern Miss, as a guy who lived 16 years in Mississippi, hey, the problem with Southern Miss mainly is they're in Mississippi. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I like Mississippi a whole lot, but it's the smallest Southern state, I think, on population. I think it's bigger than Arkansas, or rather smaller than Arkansas. And it doesn't have any big-time cities in it, so it doesn't bring the viewers. That's the biggest problem in Mississippi compared to other states in the South that have at least one pretty decent-sized city or, or I mean, even South Carolina, which is very similar to Mississippi, is at least twice the size of Mississippi from a population standpoint. So that that's what hurt Southern Miss in their effort. And, and frankly, it hurts the SEC schools in the state compared to the other programs in the sec that are in much bigger states so that that's my two cents there but we'll see what happens and if southern miss goes bananas now to try to get that spot if indeed uconn is out as a football playing member and out in the other sports as well here's a player from the south that i'll tell you about from a major league baseball perspective he's a native of houston texas he's a pitcher for the st louis cardinals we're talking about jordan hicks and some bad news for the Texan as he's got a torn UCL and the closer is going to be out, it looks like, for quite a quite a long time as this torn ulnar collateral ligament is in his pitching elbow. The Cardinals announced the injury Monday but did not disclose whether he will undergo surgery. So they're trying to determine the next course of action. But again, he was removed from Saturday's 4-2 win over the Angels in the ninth after a inning and a third out there he's only 22 years old but again he's out for right now with a torn ucla good luck to jordan hicks there 
of the cards. Now to NASCAR, Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch have managed to keep their long-standing rivalry quite friendly during their first season, and now as teammates at Joe Gibbs Racing. And it's a bit easier for Truex to be a gracious winner and for Busch to be somewhat content with second place when their two Toyotas are blowing away the rest of the NASCAR Cup Series field by a full 31 seconds. And that's what happened as they won on Sunday in wine country in Sonoma, Martin Truex Jr. He held off Kyle Busch to win the title at Sonoma, and the NASCAR boys all excited. I still don't understand the whole team thing with NASCAR. I mean, you're out there competing. You don't really have teams, do you? I mean, I've never been a NASCAR racer, but I know that sometimes when they do their interviews, they're all geeked up about their teammate and stuff, but uh, they, they got different brands and different objectives, sometimes different makes of cars out there. They're not teammates, are they? How about some NBA news? The Portland Trailblazers have traded Evan Turner to the Hawks for Kent Bazemore. Bazemore and Turner were both signed to big money deals following the salary cap spike in 2016, and both contracts are set to expire next summer. Turner has one year remaining on a four-year, $70 million contract that he signed with Portland in that summer, while Bazemore is also on the final year of his deal, and it's set to be paid $19.2 million for the upcoming season. Not bad pay there, but it looks like it looks like the ATL Hawks getting Turner in from the Trailblazers in this trade for Kent Bazemore. And finally, to New Orleans we go, and a jury in, out in San Diego has awarded more than $6 million to the New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees in a lawsuit that claimed a San Diego County jeweler sold him overpriced diamonds. The newspaper in San Diego reported that a superior court jury made the award Friday In a fraud suit, Breeze and his wife filed against a La Jolla, California jeweler last year. Breeze wasn't in the court when the verdict was made. But yeah, how about that $6 million in a diamond fraud lawsuit for a guy who has a Super Bowl championship ring that's got a few diamonds on it, but hey, you don't want to lose $6 million in jewelry if you don't have to so more to come i'm sure i'm sure someone's appealing that one out in cali that is sports land yap here on this tuesday when we come back we'll get the barbecue barrister matt hermans to weigh in on the college world series real quick before we switch over and talk all things barbecue grilling with the barrister himself all that ahead on y'all as we wrap up this tuesday edition Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings at your local Sprint store June 28th, 29th, and 30th. Now for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, this weekend only, when you switch to Sprint, you'll get $100 via prepaid MasterCard for each new phone you lease. The more lines you switch, the more savings you'll get. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more and check out other great deals. Less required phone trading credit provided online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Requires port online registration and 60 days of service before card ships. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? 
Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you, it's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely, so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we're just catching a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party like We got our parking lot party going. It's y'all talk with a southern accent. Tuesdays are meant for going out to the parking lot or the backyard and having a little party of your own. Maybe Tuesdays are good, but maybe you want to save up for a couple more days of barbecue and grilling fun. But to do that, we have to know what we're going to be doing, and we welcome in the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue once again to the Y'all Show, Mr. Matt Hermans. Hello, Matt. Hello, John. Glad to be back. Can't wait to talk about all that we talk about. Well, I have some fun stuff to pass along. As you may know, I was on the road the last couple of days in a couple of different states, but I had an experience over the weekend in Alabama that uh, is right up your alley, and I think you'll get a good chuckle. But before we get to barbecue talk, Matt, we're right in the thick of the College World Series, and you're our go-to guy for college baseball. How in the world, okay, Vanderbilt's in there. They're in the finals of the College World Series. That's that's understandable. They've been one of the best teams. They won a national championship a couple of years ago. But they're going to be facing, in, in today's round two, the second game against Michigan. The Wolverines of the Big Ten are in the championship round. How could that be? <laughs> well, uh, it happened. They have uh, you don't you don't really think of Big Ten uh, baseball, uh, and the reason you don't is because they they some of the teams don't even play baseball. But it's so cold up there that um, a lot of the baseball players who want to play uh, baseball in college uh, go elsewhere. They go south or they go west, uh, which is led to kind of a weak Big Ten baseball conference over the years, but not this year. Michigan has been rolling. Uh, they uh, rolled over Texas Tech, destroyed them in the, uh, the, the uh, I guess, semifinal round. And now here they are, you know, 50% chance of winning a national championship uh, for a Big Ten school, which is uh, 
incredible. Michigan's a pretty, uh, they're a well-rounded team uh, for the most part, but they've just gotten incredible pitching out of their starting pitchers. They run about three pitchers out there total, uh, but they've just gotten incredible uh, starting pitching and they've got, uh, they just, they're hot. They're a hot team and they're playing very well. Uh, at this point, uh, Vandy will certainly be a test for them, but this should be a pretty good series. Yeah. Well, the Wolverines, just like other college baseball teams, didn't get their season started until February 15th when they played in Port St. Lucie, Florida, which, by the way, an interesting part of their early schedule, Mr. Hermans, is they ended up eliminating Texas Tech in the College World Series, and they actually went out to Lubbock this year and played Texas Tech in a series. I thought that was kind of crazy how that worked out. Yeah, uh, they got they were swept. Texas Tech swept them during the regular season, but uh, you know, hey, this is when uh, you know for all the marbles they took care of the Red Raiders uh, with relative ease. Yeah, so uh, it's one of those teams that improved throughout the year. Sometimes you don't see the same team during the regular season that you see in the uh, postseason. And Michigan is a different team, and they look they look pretty strong. Yeah, they did not have their own weekend series three-game weekend series in ann arbor michigan until april 5th through 7th when the gophers of minnesota came to ann arbor that was almost nearly two months after the season started they'd been for the most part on the road and that's what they have to do up in yankee land that's what you that's what big 10 baseball that's that's kind of what you've got to do it's so cold even in april uh you know you can get snow up there so it is. It makes it more difficult, and the the you know you don't think of the Michigan Wolverines being an underdog program in any in any way, shape, or form. I mean, this is this is a large university, well funded. You know, everybody knows about the Big House football and uh, some basketball history there. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, a Power Five team in every aspect of it. But uh, as far as baseball goes. Uh, they have kind of uh, the facilities there are, are neglected, and they don't they don't spend a lot of time or money in baseball up in the Big Ten. And Michigan's no no exception. They've had to use other facilities to work out indoors, and uh, they just don't have you know you don't think of uh, you think of Michigan and you think of top notch everything, but baseball is a little bit of an underdog. The facilities just are a little bit uh, a little bit under the national average compared to an SEC program or a Texas program. Or, Mm-hmm. even an ACC program. So, you know, you, you, it's weird to think of the Michigan Wolverines being an underdog in anything, but they, this is – uh, it, it literally is a Cinderella run. It is. They weren't even ranked. They were in the last couple teams picked to go to the college playoffs of baseball, and here they right. are playing and have a legitimate chance to win a national championship. Congratulations Absolutely. to that Yankee school playing the <laughs> Vanderbilt Commodores, the right. Vandy boys. What a great job by – Tim Corbin and the Doors getting back to the yeah. championship round and a good chance they can win their second national and, championship. Right, and we're talking a lot about Michigan because they're the Cinderella, but uh, Vandy's good. Vandy is a very good, a very good baseball program. I think they've been the season number one in a lot of the rankings, and they're, they finished the season number two at worst. I mean, this is a, this is a great baseball club, and they're 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 going to be the favorites to win. Of course, Vandy um, propelled by a great pitcher in Kumar Rocker, son of Tracy Rocker. And I know that's name you're probably familiar with and as he's been an assistant coach all over the place in college football. How about that mm-hmm. guy? He's got a great reputation of his own as he played for Auburn and then went into the NFL for a while before going to the assistant ranks. And he's got a son that's an awesome baseball player. 
yeah, he's a talented guy. He's got great stuff, as they say in the baseball world, yeah. and uh, looks to have a a, hit, a future, uh, maybe playing for money down the road. I would sure. think so, very uh, soon. He threw a yeah. no hitter against Duke in the Super Regionals, so that's one way that Kumar Rocker got a lot of attention here lately his mother wanted him to play for vanderbilt and he went to vanderbilt his daddy is now an assistant football coach for the tennessee vols and so oh, okay yeah. well yeah they got a they got a sports involved family for sure well rocker the the dad has been the coach just about at every team in fcs football or fbs football <laughs> <laughs> he's been all over the place that's what happened with those assistant coaches they get on that ride yep. and somebody gets fired or they think they can get a dollar more here and that's what Tracy Rockers does. You got to go where you got to go. That's yeah. right. And if you don't believe me, just go find the John Chavises of the world. And, oh, man. And other coaches yeah. like that, man. They've been just about everywhere. Well, Matt, I've just been about everywhere the last couple of days on my journeys across the Southland. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that happened to me on Sunday as I was driving down the road. On, right. on Friday, I just happened to be passing through Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which I stopped by one of my favorite places. It's not a barbecue restaurant. I'm sorry. I, went I bet by, you I know what it is. Well, it's called Taco Casa, and you and I have actually been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hadn't had my Taco Casa fix in a while. But I watched the College World Series Texas Tech versus Michigan game there at the Oof. one on 82 heading toward Mississippi. And so, I mean, kudos to Taco Casa for having ESPN on in the restaurant, not something you often find in a fast food joint. So, and it's their 45th anniversary this year. You can buy a t-shirt for about $15, Matt. Perfect stocking stuffer for me. If you want to go ahead and buy Noted. early, <laughs> but, but we, I had a good time there at Taco Casa and it was good to have that. Well, the stars align somehow and why I don't go to Tuscaloosa all the time. I just happened to have to go back there on Sunday. So I was there Friday and then I all of a sudden had not planned on it, but I ended up passing back through town on sunday and so if you're in tuscaloosa alabama there's only a few things you just got to do okay you got to go see bryant denny stadium okay and you gotta see the campus the capstone and uh, the quad and all that at at alabama but you you gotta have taco casa that's like a local thing you got to do (laughs) and then Uh if you're able to squeeze this in you need to have dreamland ribs absolutely yeah. so, we've, i think we've we've talked about those before you're right about that well i decided to go by not the original location the the one on the north side of the black warrior river in northport and get me something there and i was pushed for time like i said i didn't even intend to go back to tuscaloosa it just was kind of crazy that i had to go back through town and so i'm okay, like, okay well darn it if i'm gonna have to, if you gotta be in tuscaloosa okay you made me i'll i'll have to go by dreamland so i did that of course if you're not familiar with dreamland it's one of the best barbecue joints in the country and it's a legendary place in tuscaloosa and i think we mentioned down here recently big daddy yes. the guy that started is going into the barbecue hall of fame this year right yes i think we did cover that and yeah. he deserves it yeah well he's been deceased many years but his restaurant has continued on and, and it's expanded beyond tuscaloosa even outside of alabama you can find dreamland ribs yeah. but Definitely i stopped a deserving uh, entry yeah yeah well we, you're, we're working to get you in there somehow barrister <laughs> well maybe uh yeah yeah maybe uh maybe that'll happen uh, before i pass on to the yeah. we'll, we'll see yeah i'm just waiting on you to die once you die you're in so if you want to get <laughs> in a hall of fame right. then you need to check out 
it's like how bad do i want it yeah okay all right well we i happened to be in tuscaloosa again on sunday and i was pushed for time so i really didn't want to go sit down and have a meal and be waiting on all that matt so i go Uh and i ask i go to their little to-go counter and they have what they called a rib sandwich i think it's what it was labeled and i got Uh that i got that to go okay so I, i get it and i ordered a slice of pecan pie and had a long discussion yes. with the lady that worked there and she said she said would you like a uh, i said i want a dessert and she said she what they had and i i think i'll have number three oh pecan pie and i said no i want pecan pie and we had <laughs> and we had a long talk she basically so called, she said it the right way yeah she okay, basically called me a yankee okay and i've had this Wouldn't discussion be the first time no I, i've had this discussion a long time about the word p-e-c-a-n but what's funny uh, yeah. is she called me a yankee and she had a really good southern accent so i'm like okay uh-huh. well i've had this battle with people from alabama before they think that if you say pecan you're yankee and I, th- I think if you say pecan you're a yankee but it turns out miss dreamland ribs employee yeah she sounded like she was from right down the street but she actually was born and raised for many years in rock island illinois so oh, the, oh. the last thing scoring i need the, are you scoring one for yourself i am i am and she's a good spy she tried to fool me but yes she was harassing me for that but i got the pie and i got the ribs and the main thing you need to know about dreamland is they always throw in a couple of pieces of white bread with your order and they even put gotcha. in a little container of their sauce. They have this really yeah. good yeah. rib sauce stuff yes. they put in there. And I tell you, it's better than the pecan pie when you can dip that white bread into the barbecue sauce. Man. It is delish. I don't it know really if, you, if you ever do that with other sauces, but Dreamland specifically, they they know what they're doing when it comes to barbecue sauces. Yeah, the, I would say that uh, everything's good, but... Um I would say that when you think of Dreamland, you think of that sauce uh, and just dumping it all over the place. To be honest with you, it's very it's good. And, and yeah, with the with the uh, the white bread, you kind of have some leftovers on the on your on your plate. And yeah, it's like a mop. It's like an edible mop to get all that good stuff. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the words. You get it all over the place because that's just what happened, Matt. So, so you get the what's called rib sandwich for the road, and I'm going down the highway at 70 miles per hour. I can't stand it any longer. I just got to get that rib sandwich yeah, thing yeah. out of the bag, and I open it up, and there's bones in the rib. Okay, I thought yeah, it was. I was, a, <laughs> I was waiting to talk about the rib sandwich. Yeah, did you know that? absolutely yeah so the rib sandwich uh is a thing and um i think it is across the south i I, you know from from uh from state to state uh but yeah it's a rib sandwich is an interesting situation it's not a sandwich i think you might agree with me it's not a sandwich you can eat like a sandwich no especially if you're trying to go down the road no it's an excuse for it's a way to get uh, a serving of ribs uh, without ordering a rack or a half rack and it's an excuse to have white bread with soft all over it is what it is so uh um you know it's basically you've got your ribs and then you've got your white bread uh that's soaked in rib juice and sauce that's uh delicious but uh yeah it's not a it's not a sandwich in the sense that you're going to put your lips around it and bite through it because there are rib bones in there but uh 
Uh, you know, it, it works. It works. The reason it works is you can take the bread off, eat the ribs, and then you got exactly what you want with that bread. You got a rib juicy, porky, saucy uh, <laughs> couple of pieces of bread to go along with your ribs. So, yeah, it's a mystery to some, but to hopefully I've just solved that one. Well, I was kind of disappointed because I thought I might meet my maker going down the highway trying to eat ribs did you bite into a bone john i did not but i had to be really okay, careful good. so i kept one hand <laughs> kind of underneath the box one hand on the steer well actually i drove with my knees don't tell anybody oh hey we've, we've all been there but we wouldn't admit to it That's yeah right. i drove with my knees and some of my ride was on a two-lane road so i had to be real careful especially when the semi-trucks were heading my way but it I just had to have this barbecue. It was yeah, delicious. Yeah. It was absolutely delicious, but it was dangerous. So yeah. I wanted to make sure that, am I wrong, that they call it a sandwich, but it's really not <laughs> what I, I, really, I had envisioned. No, no, it's uh it's not, it's not a sandwich that you can, that you can eat like that. In fact, I mean, it probably, if we're really going to talk about it, probably shouldn't be called a sandwich. But, <laughs> really? Know, looks, it, no way. But it, it looks, it looks like a sandwich, I guess, is, is what, is what the deal is. I will tell you this. I may be weak. I've never been able to make it all the way home with to go barbecue without getting into it. Something about that, you know, that smoke and that sauce and the meat all together just kind of pouring out of that bag in the car i mean it's torture it's 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 torture i knew i was going to be in the car for several hours so i I was going to have to eat some time before i got home and i just couldn't stand it and dreamland yeah yeah, it it tastes good but it really smells good oh my goodness yeah it's uh yeah, I don't know how anybody could do it. Anybody who can make it home with a sack of barbecue, particularly from Dreamland or a wonderful place like that, I mean, they are stronger than I am. Yeah. Well, at, you know, tenfold. When we talk about sandwich, so the barbecue sandwich from Dreamland is four pieces of ribs, four ribs, and only two pieces of white bread. And it's not like Texas toast here. We're talking little tiny yeah, sliced yeah. thin white bread. <laughs> so I'm asking Dreamland, could you at least give me a couple of more pieces of white bread in your sandwich deal? Or maybe I should have asked for that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I guess the, the meat to, to bread ratio is a little off there. Four ribs. That's probably hanging off the side of that. Uh, that's got to be hanging off the side of that white bread as well well it was and and frank and i I think uh the the bread to meat is about one bone so Uh i needed (laughs) about what was that eight pieces of white bread in that box but i I didn't get it i guess that's why dreamland's still going they've got the equation figured out to stay in business to their well you know what they did is they made you think about next time right so you know, there's going to be, just like you said, if next time you've got to get more bread, they've already got you because right. you're already talking about next time. So well, that's true. There you go. Well, I like Dreamland, like them a lot. But the other part of the story, Matt, and I might, I might need to know some advice from you, and this is really pushing the limits of your barrister of bodacious barbecue Uh-oh. expertise Uh-oh. here. Okay, so when you eat Dreamland ribs and you're going down the highway, if you can eat that whole deal and not spill something on you, then you're a real master, and guess what? That, that, that did not happen. I got barbecue sauce on my pants. <laughs> and right now, they're in the washing yeah. machine. I'll see how well it turns out. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's not easy to eat barbecue ribs, wet ribs at that, 
and and successfully get through it without some kind of mess and and i really think i might have pardon the southern expression runt i think i might have runt my shorts <laughs> yeah that tomato is going to be tough to get out of there but uh yeah no ribs i would say barbecue generally is pretty hard to eat on the road in the car without spilling all over yourself but ribs especially with sauce on them i mean that's a that's a tall order john i mean you you were brave and stunning for going for it uh you know but uh it's a, it's a, it's, it's impossible. I would say, I would say it's impossible. I'm sure somebody out there has been managed to do it, but I need a full towel. I need a full bath <laughs> towel from neck, from neck to ankle. <laughs> and I'll still probably manage to get it all over my, myself somehow. Well, I'll give Dreamland credit. They're pretty stingy on their white bread, but they are not stingy on their little wipes, the little package wipes that yeah, you use to yeah. clean your hands. They have a whole bucket of it by the register. And I, I think I got four when I walked out the door. I only needed about two, but let's let's let that be our little secret. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get that sweet, sticky sauce all all off your hands. And one other one other little confession here, Father, as I'm talking to you today. (laughs) Go ahead, my son. I don't like litter bugs at all, but I was Uh driving in the country. I'm tired of seeing vultures by the road, so I have to admit, I threw my ribs out the door each time I got finished eating one. Well, you know, I don't think that's littering. That's, that's, uh, I mean, a bone is a, is a, is a natural thing, right? I mean, there are bones all over the woods, right? I mean, yeah. things die out there. And I can put it to, I can guarantee you some animal was really happy that you did that's that. that's what i was doing i was going yeah. green and i was exactly. looking out for the environment exactly and i'd rather the vultures eat something that's already you know well prepared for them than to go out and kill an innocent i don't think vultures kill living creatures they don't kill, yeah, they're just trash collectors yeah. yeah but i'm making their jobs easier <laughs> vulture coyote raccoon i mean you made somebody's day they i mean not every day one of these forest creatures gets a uh, a dreamland rib. Yeah, I'm I'm quite jealous, but I had a good time. Thank you, dreamland. I think you're a hero for doing that. Actually. Uh, well, thank you. And now the Alabama <laughs> Highway Patrol is going to come find me and cite me with yeah. a litter citation. Matthew Herman, thank you for that. We are not done with you. We've been bragging about Alabama. We talked about South Carolina last week. Well, guess what? There is a state nestled right between South Carolina and Alabama that's getting a little jealous. And guess what? We have just the solution. When we come back with a barrister, we're going to talk about Smoke Lore. It's a new book, and it's all about Georgia barbecue. And we'll have it when we come back on The Y'all Show. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit. How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't touch that. Believe it. GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com promo code 3232. 
Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888. final segment of the tuesday y'all show as we discuss all things southern and you know barbecuing and grilling and everything else along that line is part of something we just got to cover here and to help us do that we welcome in the barrister of bodacious barbecue matt Herman's back for our final segment of today's show and matt i don't know if you ever do any light reading or not but there's a new selection out on the university of georgia press it's called smoke lore a short history of barbecue in america by jim ockbeauty and this book is out i think it's got a lot of georgia information on there but of course it's a short history of barbecue in the entire country but let's talk a little bit about this book and how people, when they go on online to search for the barbecue history, do you know how much is out there and why this book, Smoke Lore, from A Short History of Barbecue in America, might just be the perfect offering? Well, I um, I am kind of a student of barbecue history. <laughs> really? Uh, amateur, yeah, you know, amateur for sure. I, I don't have found a way to get uh, paid for that yet, but... Uh, I'm interested in that book. I'm going to have to go pick it up. I've read other histories and I've, uh, you know, I've actually gone back and read, uh, you know, uh, uh, books from the, the time of uh, early plantation life across the South. And you can get a good idea of, of where barbecue kind of came from and how it originated. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I have I have done my studying, although I have not read the smoke lore, which I probably will now that you brought it up to me. Yeah. Well, here's some good fun stuff from this book. It is, again, written by Alkmuti, who wrote and reported for many years for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And Alkmuti, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of barbecue. Why, you ask? Oh, wow. He is descended from Georgia Pitmasters and even was a guest curator for the Atlanta History Center's 2018-2019 exhibition called Barbecue Nation about the history and culture of barbecue. 
Oh, wow. Now, he actually writes in his new book, Smoke Lore, about some political connections to barbecue. For example, and I know you know this, Matt. You probably knew this back in kindergarten. <laughs> I don't know. But when President George Washington, he had a giant cookout that he attended while he was president. And it was there at the U.S. Capitol when it was laid out in 1793. So to celebrate the brand new Capitol building that was going to be built in a place called Washington, D.C., they had a big old barbecue cookout. Yeah, I actually, I'm not even going to fake it. I did know that. Oh, uh, did that you? Is, uh, it's one of the coolest stories uh, that I like. Whole, uh, yeah, whole hogs roasted uh, galore. Pretty amazing. And do you know where the name barbecue comes from? Oh, man, that's a good one. Actually, that seems like an obvious one, but I don't know. Get, get Tell me, what's, 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 where did it come from? I don't have the book in front of me, but according to the preview I'm seeing, that it has its origins as the natives of the Caribbean. They cook something on a framework they called a barba, barbacoa, hence the word barbecue. That's B-A-R-B-A-C-O-A. Go research that. Well, I know that's a, a Mexican specific uh well barbacoa the re- i mean i know uh, i've heard that word before that's something they do in mexico um where they bury a, <clears throat> a cow's head in the ground with coals and they pull it out and it's tender and they shred it apart uh, and they call that barbacoa but i didn't i was not aware of the caribbean or barbecue origin story that is interesting right well another thing kind of tying his book into georgia is they had a governor of Georgia back in the late 1950s, Marvin Griffin, and he ran for re-election in 1962 in the Peach State, and he failed in his re-election effort, this Democratic governor of the Peach State. And he had a famous quote that said, Everybody that ate my barbecue, I don't believe voted for me. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, that's uh, that means maybe the uh, maybe it wasn't the best, you know. Well, may, maybe so. Now I know he was from very, very southeast, uh, southwest Georgia, and that's where the governor was from. He actually had a career as a newspaper publisher before entering politics. But yes, barbecue politics—they kind of go together. Now, Alkmuti discovers in his book. If you read it, you can find more about the epicenters of barbecue outside of Georgia, Memphis, and Kansas City. And he considers how the Great Migration helped spread barbecue throughout the U.S. And more information, because I guess barbecue has its roots here in the South. Would you say that here, our American-style barbecue? Absolutely. Uh, Unquestionably. Unquestionably. And it did spread to other parts of the country, but it was kind of crafted here in the South and and taken other places. We we didn't create pizza here in the South. No. No. No, and we didn't create but, uh, tacos. It's migrated. <laughs> no, no, not that either. But the, they've all it's all migrated, right? It's yeah. all gone everywhere. Yeah. But no, the South there's no question that, that barbecue as an American and particularly southern thing, and I would argue that it definitely is um particularly American and Southern. You, you know, we could that's a different conversation for a different day, and I've heard uh, origin stories about where barbecue came from, and there's honestly there are multiple different uh, oranges origin stories but at the end of the day uh, every culture across the world has cooked meat with fire i mean this is not something that is uh, terribly unique to the caribbean people or to to europeans or africans or anybody else but american barbecue and southern barbecue is um 
is essentially unique to the United States, the way it's developed and particularly to the South. And, uh, yeah, so it is, yeah, I would call it a, I would call it a native cuisine of the United States and of the American South. Well, Jim Hawkmuty's book, Smoke Lore, A Short History of Barbecue in America. It's a tasty history of barbecue, food, and culture. I encourage you to check that out. And Matt, there's another book you might have heard of it called The Bible. And in the Bible, they have lots of times <laughs> where they offer uh, the burnt offerings. And that's, to me, I envision that as barbecue, right? Would you, would you say that's what that was? Um, yeah, you know what? I've never thought about that. I think, uh, yeah, I guess I always imagined some creature getting burnt to a charcoal crisp and uh, making it inedible. But hey, you know, hey, you know, I like to think of it as barbecue, so I will from well, now on. It you, says in the Bible me. that it's it's pleasing to the Lord. The Lord liked it when you barbecue. The Lord's mandating that we got to cook barbecue. We got to yeah. grill. It's an order. That's true. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I can get on board with that fully. My question is, you know, did the Lord prefer hickory, pecan, <laughs> well, oak? I mean, my that's, version, that's left. <laughs> my version of the Bible doesn't say all that. And, and No, I know, I know. I'm more, I'm more concerned that nowhere in the Bible did it say what kind of sauce to put on your barbecue. Well, you know, he left that up to us. And, uh, and you know, the South took that up, and we've been trying to figure it out ever since then. Well, I think the Presbyterians prefer tomato-based, and the Baptists prefer <laughs> the vinegar-based. Anything. anything, yeah. They're, 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 they're teetotalers. The Baptists yeah. are teetotalers on their barbecue choices. As a, as a as a growing up as a Baptist, I can say that the Baptists prefer anything that someone else brought. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. All right, Baptists, and all your hate mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. that's funny yeah. stuff. But yeah, every time I read the Bible or look at it or whatever, and they're talking about the burnt offerings, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking of places like Dreamland Ribs or. Well, other. now I am too. Now I am too. And again, the, I like. The new book by Jim Beauty. His last name, if you want to go Google it, is A-U-C-H-M-U-T-E-Y, Jim Ockmuty. Which, by the way, while we're spelling people's names, a lot of people may not know the exact spelling of your Dutch-American name. So help, help us uh, out. H-E-E-R-M-A-N-S, Hermans. That is correct. Yeah, that double E will typically direct you to the Netherlands as far as ethnic regional uh heritage yeah that double e is a giveaway for yeah. sure amsterdam the barbecue capital of the world <laughs> i don't know about that but uh no i don't you know i could be convinced to go no, try to find some over there but i doubt it's there you know yeah. i doubt it i think they're cooking up and, and flaming something else besides barbecue there and uh-huh. <laughs> yeah particularly exactly <laughs> yeah Matt, Not hickory either. Matt, hopefully we'll we'll package up Jim Alkmuty's new book, Smoke Lore, A Short History of Barbecue in America, and send it your way and look forward to catching up with you again. Enjoy talking to you, sir. And I got to go finish washing my clothes and getting this barbecue sauce off. Well, good luck with that. It sounds like I've got some reading to do that I'm pretty excited <laughs> about. So uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you and your barbecue stained clothes later, John. You got it. Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, and that will conclude our show today. Hey, we'll be right back here, same time, same station on Wednesday. We've got country music to discuss and the Atlantic Coast Conference, too. All that on y'all. Talk with a Southern accent. Have a great rest of y'all's day.
celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings. Now, for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, for a limited time, you can pick up an iPad on us when you lease a new iPhone. It's an unrivaled pair. Get both and save big when you switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more. That's June 28th, 29th, and 30th at Sprint. Less required phone trading credit provided after online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC, iPad 6, Gen 32, gigabyte $0 per month after 1917 monthly credit for 24 months. Credit apply within two bills. Requires new line on qualifying plan. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Tax due at sale. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.